the day after Thanksgiving was here. The majority of the front page of the Providence Journal was devoted to an article about Santa Claus, complete with several pictures. Actually, the article was not about the real Santa Claus, but about a man from Rhode Island who made a living playing Santa Claus and who had passed away a few weeks earlier. That man was a cousin of mine named Michael Shalau. Many people knew Michael by his stage name, Brady White. If they lived in Hollywood and worked in the movie or television industry, they probably also knew him as Santa to the Star. That's because in addition to his modeling work for the Christmas catalogs of stores like Neiman Marcus, Michael plays Santa Claus at the Christmas parties of famous celebrities every year. Journal article the other day gave a short list of some of his many clients. Stallone, Madonna, Travolta, Clooney, and Streisand. Michael once told me that he often spent Christmas Eve at the Kardashians. That must have been very interesting, to say the least. The New York Times once called my cousin the ultimate Santa. I'd agree with that assessment, no bias there, of course. He even had his beard insured by Lloyds of London. That's how seriously he took the role. But what made Michael special to me and to a lot of other people was not his fame and his worldly success. Rather, it was his faith. How he grew in his faith during the last two decades of his life. It all started on a trip to Italy that he took back in 2002. There he heard about a Franciscan friar named Padre Pio, who was soon to be canonized a saint. As many of us know, Padre Pio, who died in 1968, was a priest who had extraordinary spiritual gifts. Like St. John Vianney, they say he could read souls. In other words, he could sometimes tell you your sins before you confessed them. How would you like to go to confession to somebody like that? Thank God you have Father Major and Father Reddit. <laughs> Padre Pio also had the stigmata, supernatural wounds on his body that corresponded to the wounds of Jesus on the cross. If you've ever seen pictures or videos of Padre Pio saying Mass, you recall that his hands were always wrapped, and blood could be seen coming through the wrappings from his bleeding wounds. Well, Michael was intrigued by all of this, so he decided to visit the monastery in San Giovanni Rotondo where Padre Pio had lived. He said he felt like Padre Pio was calling in there. But to make a long story short, that led to a real conversion in his life. In fact, for many years afterward, Michael would live with the Franciscan friars in San Giovanni Rotondo for several months of the year, help them in any way that he could, especially with the English-speaking pilgrims who would come to the monastery on pilgrimage. He'd come back to the United States only to do his Santa work for a few months to earn enough money to pay the bills. In a paper he once wrote about his conversion experience, Michael said this. He said, I could not understand why Padre Pio wanted me, because I was a sinner. I lived in Hollywood and New York. I lived in what one would call the fast lane, keeping company with Hollywood celebrities and the world's social elite, flying in private jets, riding in limousines, staying in four-star hotels. My life was surrounded by glitz and glamour. 
I lived in a very material world, and I thought I was happy there. But something was missing. When I came to know Padre Pio, I came to know real faith and the meaning of love. Love for our brothers and sisters, learning that all of us are put here to serve and love one another. Through Padre Pio, I found true happiness and true joy in my life. Michael said there, I could not understand why Padre Pio wanted me because I was a sinner. Well, join the club, Michael. Jesus said, I have come to call not the self-righteous, but sinners. What my cousin Michael had to learn, and what he thankfully did learn, was that Jesus Christ came into the world 2,000 years ago to save him and people like him and the rest of us from our sins, and especially from the eternal consequences of our sins. In fact, that's what the name Jesus means. As the angel said to St. Joseph, we heard this a few moments ago, your wife here will bear a son, you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus literally means savior, doesn't mean teacher, doesn't mean wise man, doesn't mean philosopher, doesn't mean all around nice guy, his name signifies what he was first and foremost, the one who saves us from our sins. If we let him, and that's the key, if we let him. My cousin Michael let him in 2002 when he first went to San Giovanni Rotondo. We continue to do that as far as I know for the rest of his life. We went to Mass faithfully, went to confession regularly, Inspired by Pajafiu, he took his faith very seriously. And knowing Michael as I did, I'm sure he shared that faith with his celebrity clients whenever God gave him the opportunity. Praise God. There is nothing more important in this life, my brothers and sisters, than being saved from your sins. Because the consequences of not being saved are eternal. Reminds me of something that happened here in Westerly just a few weeks ago. It was a Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. Mass had just ended, and I was having a conversation in the vestibule with a visitor, a woman who used to be a parishioner here at St. Pius. One of her sons was an altar server when I first came here to the parish in 1988. She was in town because her husband was in Westerly Hospital in the final days of his life. She said to me at one point that the hospital chaplain had mentioned baptism to her husband when he had visited him the day before. Her husband had never been baptized, which I didn't know. And I knew the family, but I always presumed he was baptized. He was not. So I went to the hospital after the Mass, and I asked him point blank, would you like to be baptized? He said yes, enthusiastically. So I came back here to the rectory, told Father Nation what had happened, the two of us went back to the hospital. And there, surrounded by his wife, who was crying tears of joy, and his three sons, this man was baptized by Father Najim, which, among other things, brought him forgiveness for every single sin he had ever committed in his entire life up to that point. That's the power of baptism. Father Najim then confirmed him. He gave him his first communion, and I gave him the sacrament of the sick. Five days later, he died. Five days later, the Lord called him home. 
I think he was ready. In baptism, he received the grace of salvation that Jesus Christ came into the world and died on the cross to give him. If he had lived longer and had committed a mortal sin at some point along the way, he could have gotten that grace back into his soul by making a good confession. And so can we. That's the good news. Like my cousin Michael Shalal, Santa to the Stars, this man came to understand and to experience the truth that Jesus came to call sinners, sinners like him. It's my prayer on this Christmas Eve that every single one of us in this church today will have the very same understanding and the very same experience. Yeah. <laughs>